there's people that have done it before you and there's no point in rewriting everything. You might as well just take what works and apply what, what's most important to you. You're listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hello, Right Club Nation. This is Danielle Saint-Jean, one of the co-founders. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What's The Rock? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, and hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training, and education, and much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, on with the podcast. Right Club Nation, welcome back to another awesome episode of our podcast. I'm here with Laurel Simmons and I'm Sarah Larby. And I'll tell you that this is probably one of my most favorite podcasts that we've done so far. Dylan Suter is on our show, amazing energy, um, scaled tremendously from you know zero properties in... 2018 uh, to over 350 doors two and a bit years later. It's just absolutely incredible. But before we get into that, Laurel, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And, and just like you, Sarah, I'm, I'm, well, when we did the um, interview with Dylan, I was kind of stunned. I was actually stunned at how fast he's like how fast he's grown and, and in so many ways, right? It's not just about the doors and the numbers, because mm-hmm. the more you get into this, the more you realize that the, the number of doors and the, the amount of money that is a result of other you know, growth in other areas of your life and your business. So, um, wow, he's just, just, this is an amazing interview. I, we could have talked to him all day. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to have him back for something else in the future, maybe another webinar or whatnot. But I will, uh, I will say that like even just his schedule, like how he ensures that he dedicates certain amount of time in the morning to meditate, to work out, to do things for him so that he can clear his mind to start the day. He's able to take on these crazy challenges. And during the show, you guys are going to hear like there is one property in particular that we were talking about where he had to fork up almost an extra million dollars um, just to, to continue and finish the, the renos for some unforeseen things. So really you know, scary, but he's like, he is just a go-getter, you know, like he can sleep throughout all of this and he can see the bigger picture and, and that mindset piece, right? That mindset piece is so important because it's going to take you through the ups and downs. So Laurel, do you want to, do you want to listen to the podcast with me? Let's, uh, let's bring Dylan in. Let's do it. Dylan, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm incredible. How are you? Good, good. It's always a pleasure having you on and uh, you're, you just grow like crazy so much. Every time we talk, you just, you know, I don't know how many other properties you bought or what you're doing or, or now you're buying brokerages, but let's take a step back. Um, and I just, for those that may not have heard of you before or watched a, or listened to a prior podcast episode, um, 30,000 foot view of, uh, you know, your, your real estate investing strategy, who you are and your portfolio. 
Sounds good. Well, I guess I'll start real high level. And uh, my mom was a mortgage broker and has been a mortgage broker and was at Scotiabank for 28 years. She's now been in the mortgage broker world for three. So came from a background of real estate. Now it was always more conventional real estate. So what I'm doing now is, is totally branching off what she had done in the past. Uh, however, I'd been around it for my whole life. So I, I started buying properties at a young age in my teens. And, uh, and then in 2016, I came back from Poland and finished my degree. I came back from Poland and I got my real estate license and I, I joined Keller Williams and uh, took part in the training, took part in the education and started to stumble my way into coaching and mentorship and realized that I just started thinking bigger and bigger and being in, in the proximity is power concept where the people you spend the time, your time with actually do matter. And so I started interviewing or I started working with coaches. I started working with uh, mentors. And then I started looking up events such as the Right Club. At the time, it was So Right, I believe, yes. And, uh, and Rain and, and some of these different events. And what I started realizing was that I actually really enjoy the world of investing as both an investor and as an agent. And so I started rebuilding my real estate business that was initially just designed to be uh, for myself. I started rebranding re it and rebuilding it around real estate investors. And uh, I'd always been someone who liked to do something prior to actually selling it or talking about it. And so I started to stumble my way into all these different types of investments. And so I, I, I started to build this team around me that was able to service uh, clients and service investors in a way that I hadn't felt was being done at a really high level. And now there's a few, obviously, a few investor teams, but most, res most real estate um, transactions are oh, well, I'll sell real estate and, and it's an investment property. I can do that as well. But there was no real specialization. So what I kind of took was the, the combination of um, the coaching side of things as well as the actual investing and merged the two together. So I started working on creating a power team and building out a power team. And then over the last four years, I guess since 2016, around 2020, 2021, um, so the last four or, four or five years, I've added about 350 doors or so to my portfolio. Um, everything from flips to student rentals to Airbnb, uh, duplex conver conversions, triplex conversions, all the way up to the largest purchase to date, which is a 32-unit apartment building, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit further as we go on today. So really high-level conversation would be I kind of started in, in real estate from a young age, being around it with my mom, and uh, started to really understand and educate myself on how real estate could not just create, be a, a business or a career, how it could really be an entire lifestyle. And so here we are. So you said something really interesting, and that was um, about the uh, surrounding yourself with the people that would help you grow. Can you talk just a little bit more about that? Because I always find that a fascinating piece piece. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of people don't really understand how powerful that is because like, as you said, you, you had, you got coaching and mentoring and, and you started like changing your mind. So you just tell us a little bit about that and what difference it made, why, why you did it and what maybe a couple of specifics of how it changed what you were doing or why you, how you were thinking. This will honestly be a relatively exploratory question for you to ask me then, because I'm, I'm still figuring it out myself. I mean, to, to be totally honest, um, I, I just, I like learning. I like educating. I like being in a growth environment. Um, I, I like to be around other people who have done, done it in the past or done something in the past. And you can always pick up something. So, I mean, no, no two people are the exact same. 
However, you can always ask questions that may relate or you may, you may become passionate about, you may enjoy, you may, you may like. And so I've, I've done coaching with Stefan Arneo. I've been a part of Flipping Formula. I've been a part of the Right Club. I've been a part of Keyspire events. Um, I'm, I'm currently a Tony Robbins Platinum Partner. So one of 400 people in the world that basically go around all Tony's events, Tony Robbins events, uh, including some of his smaller events. And the, the big selling feature on the Platinum Partnership is the proximity is power concept. And so, I mean, yeah, there's awesome events and there's lots of learning and lots of education, but it's the networking that you're part of. So uh, we were in, I was in Tony Robbins Natural Hot Springs in February, 2020 with him and seven other people in Sun Valley, Idaho. Um, and just hearing the conversations, we're talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about um, how when Tony passes away that he's basically replaced himself with an artificial intelligence that could go out right now and teach and train. And, and also he's gonna have artificial intelligence for his family. There's a different version of him. Um, and then even getting into the conversation of how only we're probably a couple years away from artificial intelligence and AI, we're actually physically replacing him to the point where the, it, the artificial intelligence will be able to think at a higher level than he will as a, as a person and as a human. So being in conversations and being in proximity around conversations like that, it, it's, um, you, you learn by osmosis and you learn through hearing and listening and, and having conversations. And I think the other really, really, really important piece of it is, is execution. So it's actually following through with, with what other people say, like, it's awesome to be in a room or a group with a bunch of people and, and it's great to learn and it's great to write down notes and have notebooks over and over and over again, take coaching and take education. But the only time you actually get into success is when you actually take action. And that's the piece that, I would say that I've done at a really high level is that once I've learned something, once I understand something, once I'm happy with my understanding of it, I go and apply it. And whether that be for myself or for someone else, or it be a duplex or be a building, whatever that may be, um, it's, it's just adding a zero or adding two zeros, whatever that may be. So being in an environment where you always feel comfortable that you have people you can go to and talk to and bounce ideas across, um, nothing I do in any of the investments we do now is, is alone. If at any point in time, I have a question on, oh, would you do windows? Would you do roof? Like who's the best for, I don't know, spray foam insulation in a basement? Like little things that you can go to Facebook groups. You can go to meetup groups like this. You can go to a coach, you can go to a mentor. Um, there's people that have done it before you and there's no point in rewriting everything. You might as well just take what works and apply what, what's most important to you. I want to take a quick pause from the podcast to introduce you to some of my amazing contractors. On this week's episode, I wanted to introduce you to Rob and Joel from White's Elm Design Build. And Rob and Joel just finished my major renovations on my latest Burlington project. And it was a full renovation and absolutely worth it. They've been super easy to work with. I wanted to give you guys some insights on some of the services that they offer their clients and they focus on Oakville to Hamilton and beyond, but they're really great. Like if you guys are ever in a property and you want to FaceTime or video call Rob or Joel, they can actually give you some insights on what to look for and also how much we are looking at renovations. Because if you're thinking about doing a flip 
or a burr project, the rhino part is really important to get right to also figure out how much it's going to cost and what rhinos are going to be needed to get the actual maximum after repair value. So super important. They will gladly do these video calls or conference calls with you guys to give you some of those insights. They're really good at getting back to clients quickly. They can also do physical walkthroughs. If you guys are thinking about purchasing a property or you have it under contract, they can do that with you. They're super professional and uh, they've been very involved in my latest project and uh, really on the ball. So super easy to communicate with. They finished on time, on budget which is really important as we know. And they've got a whole team of trades. They line them up so that they're as efficient as possible. And they work with a lot of investors, but they also do some of the higher end flip types of projects too. So they work on everything in between. They're fully licensed, insured, WSIB covered. So feel free to reach out to them. They are able to be found at whiteelmdesignbuild.com. That is white elmdesignbuild.com or you can send them an email joel j-o-e-l at whiteelmdesignbuild.com or rob at whiteelmdesignbuild.com good luck on your next projects now back to the show so surrounding yourself with people at a higher level that can help you know propel you to that next step and then taking action on those conversations and the, and the advice and the insights what keeps you up at night like you, you've grown really really quickly you take you know for for many people they might think very big risks or or big steps or scale you scaled up also very quickly um, you know, 350 plus doors within the last three to four years, which is incredible. Um, you know, do you lose any sleep? And, and if so, over what? Um, I don't think I really would say I lose any sleep. Um, if you ask my girlfriend, as soon as I lay in bed, my head hits the pillow, I'm sleeping. So um, I don't know if I'd say I lose any sleep. However, I would say I, I get up early and I, I pour into myself. So I've, I've run a schedule for a few years now where 4 a.m. till 7 a.m. I pour into myself. And, and I will say that recently it hasn't been as good as it was in the past. Like I had about a year where I didn't miss a 4 a.m. And it was just every single morning at 4 a.m. And so from 4 until 7, I pour into myself. And that means journaling, reading, writing, um, scripting, uh, going to the gym, whatever whatever the scenario may be. Like I'm, I'm pouring into myself, even meditation. It's so, so, so powerful. Even if it's a minute, it can be a minute, it can be an hour. Um, just to allow your mind to, to run free or, or visualization and see where you want to go. And so I spend the morning of myself, that first three hours from four to seven. And then from seven to nine is where in the, in, in the past, it used to be a lot of my coaching calls where I was being coached. So I have a number of coaches and mentors. So every morning I would have a coach or a mentor or two, where you'd have a 30 to 60 minute conversation and I'd ask questions and learn different things. And I have different mentors and different coaches in every area of my life, whether it be my real estate investing career, my real estate as an Asian career, uh, spiritually, whatever the, the, the area may be, I've had someone that I can learn from. And I, I do that normally from seven to nine when I'm the sharpest, when I'm the most ready to, to kind of learn and, and absorb. And then from nine o'clock in, in the morning until nine o'clock in the evening is when I pour into others. And that's really the schedule that I've worked on for a couple of years now. And so I think that the other piece to mention on that is that there's, there's six main human needs and there's four that everyone needs and does and desires. And there's two that you kind of grow into. And I, this was at a Tony Robbins event in November of 2018 that I heard about this. It's the need for certainty, the need for uncertainty, the need for love and relationship, and the need for significance are the four main needs that every human has and they're born with. And then the two that you grow into are growth and contribution. 
And so it's, it's constantly be grown, being like in an environment to growing and pushing and, and living in a world of chaos, really, because growth is not comfortable most of the time. Um, you're normally dealing with headaches or problems and problems become bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what growth really is. And then it, it allows to open doors that you never really thought possible. And then contribution is where you're giving back. And this can be done through charities, can be done through donations, this can be done through your time, whatever it may be. Um, contribution is really what, uh, what, I, what I focus a lot of my time and energy on now, whether it be within the team or it be within the brokerage or it be within um, creating a better home for our renters and our tenants that, uh, that may have lived through a rougher type of property before and now we're fully renovating it and giving a, a premium unit um, that is affordable and livable and, and really comfortable for someone. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Growth is never easy. Um, it's, uh, uh, it is chaotic. Um, but I really love the, like what you said about just, you go for it and you, and you grow and it can be painful at times. There's no question, but you're not going to, you're not going to, um, change anything unless you're willing to grow. Right. It's kind of like change and growth. Well, change can be negative, but um, if you put change and growth together, then wow, the world's at your feet and you're surrounding yourself with really great people and it sounds like you're working hard, but I think you're also having fun. Am I wrong with that, about that? I have a lot of fun. I mean, every, I mean, what's the point in living if you're not having fun? So, I mean, financially, I've reached a point at this point where I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm well off at the point where I can, I can enjoy stuff. I could dial it back. I could kind of not work as, as long and, and as much, but I don't really consider it working more. Like everything I do, analyzing a building or, or listing a property and, and the negotiation or kind of getting the highest value on a street or um, like the most recent building that, that we're in the process of refinancing. Like we, I'll go for the numbers if you guys really want, but it's like that building in particular, I could do 24 hours a day on like, it's looking like I, if I could just spend all my life looking for more of those, it would be really exhilarating and doing that for myself, doing that for clients. Um, Stefan Arneo challenged me, unfortunately before he passed to purchase a hundred unit apartment building. So anyone who is out there that has a hundred unit apartment building, please reach out. I am looking for one actively. I want to do a full turn on it and, uh, and I will absolutely get into a hundred unit building before too long. So, awesome. I mean, yeah. Can, can we go through the, the building? I mean, we were talking a little bit about it before we started recording and uh, it seems like uh, an absolute amazing deal. So if you could share with us what it is that you purchased, um, how much, how you found it, how you're financing it and, uh, and just walk us through the whole process. So I have two business partners on it. One of which is how we got it. So it's a 32 unit apartment, 32 unit apartment building in St. Catharines. And when I was first exposed to the idea of it, um, was right after going to another education course with Pierre, Pierre Paul. And uh, it was my business partner, David Blanchet on that one. And he actually had a relationship with a property manager. And the property manager had known that they wanted to keep the management in the building and they wanted to sell it to someone else who would keep them. So you know, it's a 32 units, 17 units were vacant at the time we were looking at it. Um, the building hadn't really been touched in a, in a while. It, it was really run down. There was units with cockroaches. There was units with bed bugs. There was, it was dirty. It was exactly what you would think of on a, on a building that's half vacant. Um, and so we ended up picking it up for 3.4 million. There was really no justification. I think it's important to realize there was no justification to the price regarding a cap rate or, or how you're traditionally going to get to the value on a building because so often I find that people are like, oh, well, that cap is the three cap and I, I won't buy it. And it's like, but it's half vacant. How can you possibly say it's a three cap if it's half vacant? 
So when you start looking at the actual tangibles of it, we started looking at what the upside could be. And we started looking at what our renovation budget would be. And we're like, okay, this would be kind of cool. So we started running through the numbers on it. And we, we had a target for about a $900,000 renovation. And we expected it to be somewhere around mid sixes, mid to high sixes would be the valuation when it was complete. And so we started going out looking for, for another partner. And so we were looking at different ways to try and finance. This was the first time I had purchased a building at all, never mind this size. So I, I didn't even have a sixplex or an eightplex or a tenplex by then. It was all just houses. And so the traditional way of financing that I had gone about was doable with smaller houses, but it was tough to get $3.4 million in private money that I could just basically pay a higher interest rate on. So we ended up bringing in um, another partner, which was my cousin, and we ended up purchasing it. He went purchasing it in cash and doing the renovation in cash and bring him in as a partner. And it was a debt and an equity deal that we ended up having to, to put together on that one. And it was his first property. So it was, a, it was a challenge to come to a negotiation in terms on what this would look like. He has a number of different businesses that, that give good revenue, but this was his first exposure to real estate investing. So what kind of opportunity other than a 32 unit apartment building? And he had no idea what the upside was. So when we bought it for 3.4, we figured we'd put 900,000 into it. We'd be at 4.3 and then there'd be five to $700,000 worth of interest because we were paying a pretty high interest rate on, on the money we borrowed. So we were going to be around 5 million all in. That was the idea. And at the time we're thinking, okay, we'll go with a conventional 70, 75% loan to value and we'll be able to uh, pull out most, if not all of our equity. This was pre COVID. And so we started, we, we made the deal. We got into it last, it was November of 2019 that we ended up closing on it and started getting running on it. Immediately we started, um, we started getting the units that were vacated demoed. We started spraying the walls constantly. Um, and then right through the winter, we actually had some pipes explode. And so we had a flood on the top floor, uh, water damage on the top floor that came down and, and I have photos of it still. There was like all the windows from the top floor all the way down to the bottom because it was, I think it was April or March. Or it was still cold. And so all these windows had frozen and seals broken and right down. So the entire thing was being gutted. We had already, it was luckily on the side that we had already basically gutted but there was a couple different pops there was two different spots that it had popped and flood was and water was coming down so we realized at that point in time that we have this building with a boiler system that has water running through all the walls and it was 60 years old and we're sitting there going we need to consider replacing all this so we started looking at what it would take to replace all these all this plumbing and we decided to transfer from the, the boiler system to electric ductless split unit so by doing that, the importance why I'm sharing this is that by doing that, we were actually able to add hydro to each of the units. So now in, a, in all these units only having heat, no air conditioning, and having air conditioning windows or window units that were really ugly from the outside, now we were able to remove all the plumbing, never have to worry about water flooding our, our place again, given the, the boiler system. We got to remove the boilers, which then it gave us more space. We got to get rid of gas completely and we changed to an entire electrical system. So now the entire building is done electrically um, and we have heat and air conditioning in each of the units controlled to the temperature they desire, how they want it. And we ended up replacing all the windows. So we weren't planning on replacing windows. We weren't planning on replacing the boiler. So now 154 windows later, um, ductless heat systems everywhere. We had to increase our utilities or our, our hydro service building a concrete box underground had to buy a transformer because we couldn't get one from the local city because it was a pain to get all the electra so we had to literally go and purchase from the manufacturer this transformer we put underground in a concrete box 
And then we had to rewire every single unit. So the entire building now has new windows. It has um, a new HVAC system in every single unit. You can heat and cool them. They were gutted down to the studs. Every single unit got gutted down to the studs. Our renovation costs ended up going, we're not even finished it yet. But we'll be somewhere in between 1.5 and 2 million on our total renovation costs. So we're sitting there going, okay, we bought it for 3.4. We have five to 700,000 in interest. We have a million and a half in renovation budget and we budgeted six and a half million dollars. We might be in trouble. So I started looking at this and I was like, okay, how could this make sense? So before we did all the heat and air conditioning, we ran our NOI numbers again. We started running the numbers as, the, as you do on a building. We started realizing that by taking the hydro that we were currently paying out of the deal and charging our tenants for hydro, additionally, by having air conditioning in the units, these units were now worth an extra 100 to $150 a month. And when you apply a cap, which in St. Catharines, the average was 4.6, so I was being conservative and using a five cap, we realized that our valuation actually comes in somewhere north of 8 million. And so we started running through this whole, this whole process before making any decisions and weighing out our odds and looking to replace the boiler or not, realizing that this building now had so much upside that it was going to be the nicest units in, in St. Catharines. Like it's, we're no longer comparing it to other apartment buildings. We're now comparing it to brand new condos. So when looking at direct comparison approach and you start looking at what properties may look like, because the entire building is brand new, there is a 1% maintenance and repair. We can actually justify that because there's nothing else to do. We're putting, we painted the outside, we painted the inside. We're doing con or new driveway, new living space. We have a brand new spray foam roof, which if you haven't looked into for a building, I would highly recommend it. It was 40 some odd thousand instead of 250,000. So that saved us 200 grand. And we really just like experienced this whole process. Who do I know that had done this before? Nobody. So I was getting back to that proximity as power conversation. All I was doing was being in conversations. And again, it comes back to what keeps you up at night. Well, it doesn't really keep me up at night. It just think, makes me think of who can I talk to that I would be in conversation that would allow me to understand the pros and cons of a spray foam roof or of ductless splits in the units or heat and AC versus just heat in these units and painting the outside of the building, making it look aesthetically pleasing, doing a driveway, all these different things having conversations with people who had already done it. And so this building at the end of the day, we also found out that because of what we're doing, we can actually do CMHC financing. So we're refinancing it through CMHC. So the intention uh, is that we're going to have a building between eight and $10 million that we are going to go back and get 85% loan to value. And we, since we have a private mortgage on it and the private will be bought out by a CMHC approved lender, um, so we're, we have the whole process figured out. And this was something that every single day when it came to the financing, it came to the appraisal, I had to relearn. I had to, I had to learn new areas and new aspects and we're always missing pieces. I mean, the environmental is going to take us two months to get the appraisals right now are six week turnaround. So we're looking at the timeline where all this stuff is at, and there's always hiccups. There's always bumps in the road, but when you have the vision and when it really comes back to that morning, that morning routine where I spend a few hours thinking. I spent a few hours just visualizing, like, what could this look like? Who do I have to talk to? So often, it's, it's going to sound weird, but so often in the shower, I like wish, I was thinking about yesterday, I'm wishing that I had a whiteboard in my shower, that I could just write down notes, because I always just think of things in there, and I'm, I remind myself, and so I keep my phone outside, and I'll email myself the different things that I'm thinking, like notes, how I need to follow up, who I need to talk to, who I need to follow up with, what meetings I have to call, um, different ideas. Okay, what about this? What about this? For some reason, it's in the mornings that, I always think of these different ideas and these concepts. And so it's, 
it's really been an awesome experience to go through the building and do the building project. And since I've had that now, I guess it's, we're coming up on 12 months that I've had the building. I've since sold 10 or 12 buildings to other investors. Um, one of which was my parents. And when I run the numbers on that building, everyone that I tell about it after it actually closed is like, well, why didn't you bring that one to me? And I'm like, I did bring it to you. You just didn't pull the trigger on it. You didn't want to go into multiples. You didn't want to do this. You didn't want to do that. And that was an MLS sixplex. My parents are making $3,200 a month without touching it. And it's like they net $3,200 a month on a sixplex that they're putting $160,000 into. So that's awesome. The start and then understanding it and then going and doing all, all kinds of it just excites me. It, it just goes to show though that mindset is really 95% of the success that you'll create. Because as you're saying this story, you know, there are, there were a lot of problems that you didn't account for. There were a lot of extra costs that weren't accounted for. And, you know, you kept that, your mindset in check and you kept doing what you needed to do to, to get to the end. But, you know, a lot of people probably would have given up the towel and I don't, I mean, you know, either sold it or, or, or whatnot, but you were able to maneuver through all of those punches that you were being dealt to, to come out to the other end to say, you know, like this, I made, you know, a few million dollars of profit on this building. It took 12 months, lots of problems. It was worth it. And it's a blessing in disguise because you were able to take that lift. What would you say to somebody that, you know, is interested in, in getting started, but maybe they, they're they're afraid of certain things like that like you know like what is there, is there certain things that you can give them in terms of insights of how not to panic or uh you know lose a ton of of sleep over over things that will that will happen in real estate i gotta give a lot of credit to um my other business partner robbie as well as to the power team that i work with because um even working with Claire, I don't know how she keeps her composure at times. And I, any, any problem that I have, I'm like, oh, well, I, Claire could deal with it. So I just bounce the idea off her, right? So it's, it's like, even when I first started doing this investing thing, we, Robbie and I, I I'd get a, a piece of mail and all the mail's forwarded to his office and they deal with all of it. And it's like overdue I don't know, hydro or overdue ta property taxes. And I'm sitting there and I'm pulling out the last of my hair not even sure what to do. I'm like, this property tax bill has got to get paid. Why isn't it paid yet? And I'm losing it. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Robbie is sitting there and just saying like, this is what we do. Like we will pay taxes when we refinance. We'll do this, we do this, we'll do that, we'll do this. And it's all these different things. So there's a priority. So when you look at your 20% activities that are going to produce your highest results, what are they? Whether that be the 20% of your bills that you need to pay to make sure that everything gets done. Obviously I'm not saying don't pay your bills. What I'm saying, if push comes to shove, you have to weigh what is going to continue to drive you forward. What is the problem that you're currently facing and how, what are the different solutions? And this, this is also where I do a lot of my visualization in the morning. It's like, I'll have a problem that'll hit me and I'll say, I'll get back to you more on that. And in the morning, it's like a morning thinking time. So how am I going to overcome this problem? I sit down and I think of who I can talk to, or I think of who I can, which coach I can ask it about, or I just, I think about what other scenario I can look into. I do some research. I, I look online. I, I do whatever I'm going to do to figure out how to overcome that, that problem. And then once you've decided that you have a solution to overcome that problem, be absolutely certain that that's the right, right, right decision. And your state and your, your, your physical environment that you're in is so, so, so important to ensuring that you're confident with this. I mean, there's, there's times where even now, was replacing the, all the windows the right thing? 
I could have replaced 12, but I replaced 154. Should I have put 144 windows worth of capital back in my pocket? Would I have seen the upside? I truthfully couldn't tell you, but I've already made the decision that the 156 windows we replaced is the absolute correct decision and we're running with it. And I knew that we were going to run with it. I know the numbers are going to work and, and that, that problem is behind me now. I don't have to worry about that right now because I have other problems that I'm dealing with right now. Now, there's other stuff that's going to come up day to day. It's ensuring that you always have the bigger picture and you know where you're going and you refuse to let anything take you there. And one thing I also will say is if anyone has a problem like I had and needs to offload a building because they had a flood or they had uh, some damage and they would, they want to give me a dump, I'm happy to take it. So please call me. <laughs> hey, Right Club Nation. We want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation, Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We as Elevation Realty are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Right Club and we have been attending since the second Right Club. We are an investment focused, high volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we get very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three and four unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow. A little bit about myself, if you haven't heard, personally, I've scaled over 300 doors in the last two years, which has given me a ton of experience in, in analyzing all the deals that may come across my desk for you. So if you're interested in learning more, please reach out to us at 905-592-4220, or you can email us at admin at elevationrealty.ca, that is admin at E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, and let's sit down and create your investment dream portfolio. Guys, and I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. 100% recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work. Now, back to the podcast. So, so Dylan, the other thing that, uh, that's new with you is you are in the midst or have already purchased a, a few brokerages and that's really exciting. So talk to us about how you're expanding because, you know, in addition to being an awesome and, and really successful real estate investor, you're, you're also, you know, you, or you started out as a realtor and, and uh, you know, you've really expanded that part of your business. Talk to us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the, the idea would be that I truly believe that I am where I am today because of the understanding I, I learned, the mindset stuff that I got from Keller Williams. And I didn't realize, I didn't even know what Keller Williams real estate was or realty was when I, when I first got into real estate. I was just like, okay, I gotta put my license somewhere and that was the place it was. But the people that are there in that building for the most part are, are growth minded. I'm, I'm constantly being pushed with different training and different courses that are around me that make me think differently. And so part of the whole, I guess, human needs and contribution is being able to give back. And so I want to make a positive impact in my environment and the world and the city, wherever that may be. And I feel like one of the ways that I can do that right now is to be involved in some of the brokerages and be involved in some of the leadership because there's, there's so, so, so many agents out there that don't really have guidance and training. And, 
um, going back to elevation for a moment, I've cr I'm creating a 12 week Navy SEAL onboarding, I'm calling it. And it's, it's basically 12 weeks of education that is what it took me two or three years to experience. Like it's everything that I got in two or three years of real estate built into an online program that also has the three different types of learning, which is like self-learning, coaching, accountability, and full immersion. So you're in a full immersion program for 12 weeks and you have this online platform that has questions and answers. We're building it out through Thinkific. So you actually can understand everything. So as I'm sitting in these brokerages and I'm having conversations with brand new agents and they're like, hey, how do I get started? Like, what do I do now? Like I, I went and got my real estate license took a year of my life. I'm like, okay, I have three friends that told me that they wanted to buy or sell real estate and that I could have a chance at that. And I got my license and now here I am. And other than that, they don't know where to go or to start. And so I've created this program that I'm, I'm using within Elevation Realty. I used it with the agents that were, were, that are coming up through Elevation. And now we're taking this into the brokerages. So as we go through and build it out with Elevation, every, every 12 weeks we do it, we learn something more, we tweak something more, we play with it more and bring that to the brokerage. And so every Friday, I actually spend three hours in front of the camera filming different clips, filming different ideas. And, and eventually that's going to be doing interviews. So I'm going to be interviewing um, mortgage brokers and lawyers and every step of the real estate business. Cause I have this entire back end portfolio of education that people are able to tap into and be a part of. And then I, I take that, those same learnings and go to Facebook live and, and have meetings. And all I, all I'm doing is, is I don't call them recruiting conversations because I'm not looking to recruit people. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to add value. So I, the value add conversation. I'm going to sit down with you. I'm going to talk to you, see what your, what your pain is, what your struggle is, what your problem is. And if there's a solution that I or Kelly Williams or an investing module, whatever that may be, if there's a solution to your problems, I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you and then follow up and find how we can overcome it together because you're, no one's alone. You're not alone. You are able to overcome these different goals, these accomplishments. And, uh, it just comes down to something that someone else knows that you may not have access to. So why not provide that to as many people as possible? And that really comes down now to the brokerage side. And so the, the, the brokerage is a, is a system you buy into a franchise of Keller Williams. And this is a franchise that provides you with the systems, the models, the accountability to overcome your natural ceiling of achievement. How can you get past where you would otherwise grow to? And it's the systems, models, and the accountability. So I do that at a high level now with, with all the agents in the office. Um, so I purchased the Keller Williams office in the junction and uh, a couple of the other proximities power people. I think I saw Sandy come on here not too long ago. Um, <coughs> Sandy's going to be one of our, or one, he's one of the investors, a lead investor in the Vaughn office. So we're actually launching a Keller Williams office in Vaughn as well. So by this, by the time this is aired, uh, there will be a Keller Williams office in Vaughn as well. Um, and that's, again, it's, it's being in, in an environment where we share, we're open door. You have a question, you just walk to the neighbor's office ask the question, you'll get the answer, you'll get the documents, you'll get the, the contract version, you'll get the 3690, whatever it is that you need. We're here to share, we're here to grow together because I mean, people, I've heard in the past, it's lonely at the top. Well, it's only lonely at the top if you don't have people that are like-minded in your, in your corner. So why not have more people like-minded in your corner? So let me just get really clear on this. You've been investing in real estate for how many years? Like, like yourself? I'm going to say that I've been officially investing since October 3rd, 2018. Okay. Uh, so, wow. So now we're coming to the end of 2020. So it's, that's not a very long time. That's a, and, and yet, uh, and yes, you came from sort of a real estate family and 
good, good for you. I guess the point I'm trying to make here is that because a lot of people listening will be going, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I think the message that I'm hearing from you is you can do anything you want as long as you focus on it, uh, surround yourself with like-minded people and, and, and work with people who are ahead of you in the game. That's so that you always say the average of the five people. And I, <laughs> I reached out to one of my first coaches ever. I was in my painting company 10 years ago and I was looking for a coach. I was like, well, yeah, how do I find a coach? And so I found Crystal through St. Catharines and I hired her as a coach for a period of time. And I didn't know what coaching was. I'll be totally honest. I was totally green. I didn't know what coaching was. I was like, okay, well, I'll coach me. And I walked into her office one day and I'll never forget it. She had on the wall a whiteboard and she said, who are the, who are the five people you spend the most time with? And I had never heard it before. I never knew what that was. And it, I, it blew my mind. I was like, I don't, what's this? And I was like, what's the answer to the question? Like, I want to know the answer to the question. And she was like, well, I'm going to leave it with you. You're going to have to think about that. I was like, well, what do you mean? She's like, not including your family, not including people you live with. Who are the five people you spend the most time with? And through that, it's, it's been a process of learning and understanding who that is. But you mentioned learning from those who have done it before. Well, it's both. When you're the average of the five people, it's not that you only hang out with people that have done it before, that are, that are doing bigger everything. It's, it's both sides. It's being a part of a community where people want to learn and educate. And that's how you grow a large world and a, and a large environment is by having people around you that want to learn and educate and apply. And also having people ahead of you that have learned and educated and applied already and want to coach and mentor you. And so it's, it's this, this constantly moving area where you're, you're always improving yourself and, and others are improving themselves with you. And there's, you will find people that, that want to stop and they don't want to go any further and that's okay. And not every, I mean, what I've done in two years is, has been a, heck of a ride and truthfully i probably wouldn't go back and do it all over again if i look at what i actually had to go through um i probably would have done it in three years or four years instead of two and i think that's the part where you don't have to necessarily compress all the learning and all the education in a short 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 period of time you can go at the speed that you like and then one step above it so get yourself uncomfortable push yourself a little bit past your comfort level i just I'm crazy and, and like to push myself constantly beyond any level of comfort. So I'm always growing. I'm always pushing. I'm always, I'm always getting in different circles that are fun and exciting and push me because I know that at the end of the day, when I get pushed to those different levels, I'm able to then push others to those different levels. And if there's some people that are listening to this, that are inspired, um, that's really what my why is, is to inspire others through success, to think bigger and live their endless potential. And I learned that back in 2018 too. It was really monumental. Um, if you want to reach out, reach out and I can connect you to, uh, to Donna. She's the one who went through the exercise with me on find your why. And she's now created a business around it because it was so powerful. I think I was the first one to sit down with her. And now I refer anyone to her that, that's really looking for clarity in their life. They want to know like, what is your purpose? And she's renamed it now purpose on paper as opposed to find your why. And whatever that is, like what, what can you tie something to that you're really truly passionate about? You get up in the morning and you're excited. You don't roll over to the snooze button because you're tired. You're like, I have a day ahead of me that I can get closer to my goals. I can be in bigger conversations. I can inspire people around me. I can, I can grow, I can learn, I can read, I can do whatever I want because this is my life. I get control of my life. I take full control of it. And so it's, it's something that I realized a couple of years ago and I just, I do whatever that is, whatever I want. Um, I write it out and then sometimes I don't even check it for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, I put this on my goals three months ago and here it is. 
Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I was like, I want to have 10 doors. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. And then all of a sudden when I got the letter, I did a letter to myself 12 months later and it was like, wait a second, I wanted 10 doors. <laughs> I guess I missed the bar a little bit on that one. So, <laughs> so, so I, I think the, the other part that's incredible, I mean, you, you're, you're speaking very wisely, right? I mean, do you mind sharing how old you are? I feel like you're young enough. It's not going to be offensive if I ask you. <laughs> <laughs> is that allowed? No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know when this is going to be released, but I'll either be 30 or 31. So incredible. That's incredible. So, I mean, we can keep talking and, and there's so many things, but before we do get into the lightning round, can you just share, cause you, you were talking about goals and can you share like your next 2021 goals? Like, do you have some of that thought out at this point? So I have a very clear vision of where I want to go with Elevation Realty. Um, I will say that I only go three years out. And the reason I'm only gone three years out is because uh, usually I like to plan five years out. However, my biggest focus with Elevation Realty right now is to find the individuals I work with, um, agents, administrators, support staff, directors, whatever that may be. I want to know what their purpose is, where they want to be in five years because I want to reinvest the profits from this real estate business back into additional ancillary businesses. And I've done that by starting a construction company. And I didn't start a construction company because I wanted to run a construction company. I started a construction company because I found an individual that would be an incredible leader in that world, given the right guidance and mentorship. And I have a ton of clients that need construction. So it's like, if I can pair up two needs and I can be a part of that, I'm, I'm extremely excited to do that. So the vision for five years involves everyone in Elevation Realty and where they want to be, what other business they want to be on. Do they want to have a podcast? They want to launch a, a construction company, a management company. We want to do that together. We want to grow together. What can we do to make that happen together? And the three-year goal is we want to sell 1,200 transactions, sell 1,200 houses uh, across Southern Ontario, um, which would be an average of 30 units per agent for 40 agents. So in a world where most agents are, are like the average realtor, um, is selling under 10 houses a year, given any city. So um, if to do 24 deals a year is, is kind of the number on the team where you'll net, up, you'll net $100,000 and you can come in and learn our system that is now virtual and, and the program is there and you have the support to do it and you have everyone around you to be successful in that, you can come in in your first year in real estate and make $100,000 net after all expenses. And so that part where if I can affect, if I can impact 40 realtors to accomplish that um, in three years from now, 1200 units would be the goal. And that's, that's all based on calculations. The investing goal, well, I'll be honest, the real estate investing is, is really Robbie's baby. I'm, I'm just here as a supporter. And, uh, and Robbie's goal is a billion dollars in real estate in the next five years. Um, so next year we need to get to 150 million, uh, which is about three, 400 purchases based on the type of properties we're buying. And so, quarterly uh, we intend on buying about 100 houses in 2021 so uh, buying up blocks buying up cities buying on market buying off market um and it's it's all we're all at a tipping point right now where we're getting really 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 close to a grow like a large 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 refinance that will give us the ability to uh to really scale this business so um those would be the elevation goals and the real estate investing goals. And I guess the brokerage goal, um, my big vision, and this came from the regional director in Canada was to impact 800, 800 realtors um, and have 800 realtors as a part of our real estate brokerage in Toronto. So um, when I have 800 agents that are growth minded, that are growth oriented, that are all about the big picture, that, that are thriving, that are living their best life. And, uh, and, and that would be the goal in, in the brokerage in Toronto in the next five years. 
Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for sharing some, some really great things that you've got. And Robbie was recently on our podcast as well. Great guy. And uh, it's, it's so nice to see all of your success and your progress and, and you guys working together. I mean, you, you really complement one another, right? And, and you bring in what he doesn't have. He brings in what you don't have and, and you can just crush it together. So that's awesome. One point, one point I will make on that. Cause a, a lot of times people say like, should I joint venture here to my own? Um, I was always, uh, I'm going to do it on my own. Like, I don't want to bring a money partner in and I want, I want active partners and I didn't have the capital to do it. So I was like, okay, well, private, private money is the way to go. And then I started having a conversation with Robbie and realized like, I can do a lot of what he's doing and he can do almost everything, if not everything that I'm doing. So when it comes to the world that we're part of, we're, we're two in the same that we could actually do it all. But what we realize is that like the construction and the management, I could go, I could be a part of that. I'm doing it in this other building. I'm doing it in some my own properties, but I don't have the time. Like you leverage so that you can grow together. And so what Robbie and I do really, really well is we complement one another in the area where it's like, Hey, you focus on this side of things. I'll focus on this side of things and we'll bring it all together. And instead of having one plus one is two, we'll have one plus one is a hundred. And so we've, we've complemented each other in a way where it's like a joint venture partnership that neither of us are the money partners. We use private lending for all, all of it, but the conversations, the meetings that we have now are how do we grow a bigger world? How do we create a bigger environment for everyone in our world to, to thrive and be a part of what they want? And so it's two very similar mindsets that are constantly pushing each other. And most conversations that I'm a part of, I am probably the biggest thinker. When I get in conversations with Robbie, every single time I see him, he says something and I'm like, I didn't even think that size. Like, where does it, okay, what is the next step? And instead of me stepping back and being like, whoa, I'm a little scared. It's like, great. Well, what's the next step to make that happen? So when I say a billion dollars in holdings, I have absolutely no idea what that looks like, but I will be honest with you. I know that Robbie writes it out every single day. And so if he's got his vision, he's got his mission. I'm just going to poke holes in it and kind of ask different questions on how we can refine it and make it better every time. Very cool. I must say, this is probably one of my favorite podcasts. Like you shared so much insight, so much value. So like so much. Thank you, Dylan. I mean, like you're, you're just incredible. It's just amazing. Every time I, I speak to you, I learn so much and I'm like, oh, that's, that's awesome. I got to apply some of that into my life as well. Um, so the next part of the podcast is our lightning round. So we're going to ask you a series of four questions and you're going to give us the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right, number one, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Best advice I've ever received. I would probably say that execution uh, is, is where all the money's made. It, it comes down to following through on what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to do it, do it. And uh, education's awesome. Definitely be a part of education and you have to take that education and apply it. So execute on what you say you're going to do. All right. Question two, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And it can be anything, a book, a training, person, event. And I, we know that you've got many, many resources and 
over time, things have changed. But right now, what's your favorite resource? I would say coaching would be my favorite resource. Um, and I'm not going to point to one individual coach because there's a ton of real estate investment coaches that are out there that can do a lot of different things given where you're at. I think finding a coach that you're comfortable with that that is where you want to be or is a little bit further than you want to be and pushes you a little bit past your breaking point uh, every time uh, would be coaching would be my favorite all right great answer question number three what is the one attribute that has made you most successful in your opinion <laughs> um i'm gonna go cheat here i'm gonna give it two because i'm gonna say execution because i did that two questions ago and then I'm going to say an unwavering belief that I'm, I'm going to accomplish it. There's nothing that's going to stop me from getting to my end goal. And I will continue to work until I get there. Okay. And question number four, what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? Right club podcasts. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it is Sunday uh, morning today. <laughs> um, Sunday morning, I <clears throat> get up and mountain bike as long as I can. I really, really enjoy mountain biking and I uh, spend a little bit of time on myself, a little bit more reading, a little bit of time with, with Katie. And then usually if it's football season, I, I head over and, and enjoy some, uh, some NFL. So I didn't do that in the past, but I've started to really commit to giving myself Sundays to re rejuvenate and recoup and, and recharge my battery a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Dylan, where can the Right Club Nation reach out if they wanted to find out more about you or speak to you or connect? So here's a curveball for you that I didn't, you didn't know before, but uh, I, I did a 50 in 50 at the beginning of 2020, which was 50 coffee dates in 50 days. It started out in person and then moved to virtual. Um, over the next week or two, I'll be launching a 365 and 365. So I will be doing 365 virtual meetings, one-on-one -on -one 30 minute sessions with 365 individuals in 2021. And I would say that someone can reach out and check that out. Um, there's going to be a website that will be launched. Check in on soon and, and we'll, we'll start to share it all over. Uh, Instagram at Dylan Suter Elevate. You can check that out there. It will be all the posts will be shared there. And uh, you can reach out to the office at info at elevationrealty.ca and Kim will get access to that. And she can book it in, book it in time with me. 905-592-4220 is our office number. And uh, that would be probably the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Amazing. That's, and that's great. And I remember you do, and I, we went on a coffee date and it was awesome. We got to reconnect and like plan some, some cool goals out together for, uh, for the business. So guys take him up on that be one of the 365. So one last final question that we always ask is what is the one insight or tip that you want to leave us with today? I would say I'm going to bring this to a, probably shouldn't do this, but I'm moving to anyways. Uh, COVID is probably the greatest opportunity that we may ever have in our life. And there's really two different ways you can look at it. You can let it affect you in a negative way. You can look at it as a positive and there's opportunity in everything. And I saw a quote when I was on a Tony Robbins thing the other day that opportunities always show up as obstacles. Well, COVID-19 is officially the largest obstacle that I've been a part of in my life. And I hope it's the largest obstacle that I'm ever a part of in my life. And it has also been the biggest opportunity. I've been, I've now acquired and launched four businesses through this period of time, and there's more coming down the pipeline. And uh, market share, it's the time, it's the time is now. There's properties out there, there's inventory out there, there's, there's deals you can find, and COVID is a blessing in disguise for those of you who uh, want to look at it in a business perspective. I mean, there's a lot of negative, I'm not going down there, but 
um, when it comes to a business perspective, there's opportunity that has come out through this. And so go out there, find it, find the opportunity for yourself and execute. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan, for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you on. Thanks very much. So Sarah, I don't know about you, but wow. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't want to say I'm jealous because I'm not. I am really happy for him. Um, he's just, He's just on such a growth curve. It's just, it's just so amazing to, to see what someone can do when they really focus and they have a passion and a drive and he's, he's helping people and, and he's obviously having a lot of fun because you can't continue to do that if you're not having fun, if you're not getting something for yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you with what he's built and what he's doing, like you, you bet, you better be sure that he's got clear processes, clear goals. He's got the right team in place. You know, this is, this is like great that he's been able to build all of that and, uh, and still keep going. And I mean, I, I can't even imagine what he's going to be doing in the next two years or three years. Like, you know, he's, he's going to like, he's already taken the real estate by the, you know, by the horns or, or whatever the saying is like, he's creating this awesome brand, this awesome name for himself help. He's, and he's still very humble. Like he is super nice. He's willing to, you know, work with our right club nation guys, those 365 coffee dates, grab one of those. I mean, if anything, you're going to get tons of knowledge, tons of insight. And, uh, you know, I, I went on a coffee date last year and it was awesome. We, we figured out what the goals were for helping my students and, and the acquisitions on some properties and working and, and moving that through. So it's, uh, it's definitely awesome. I would recommend it. Um, Laurel, you know, what about, uh, what about like a key takeaway for you? You know what? I mean, there were so many, there were so many takeaways for me, but I think the final one was at the very end when he talked about, you know, COVID's yes, it's a, it's a huge, you could view it as an obstacle and, and yes, it is an obstacle, but out of huge obstacles come huge opportunities. And I really believe that too. And um, like, I've never been busier and more productive than in the last year. So um, I, I, you can see that he's just taken this, this, this worldwide event that's affected everyone and, and said, okay, so it's a problem. Let's deal with it. And not only deal with it, let's use it as leverage to do something else and to really grow. And that's what he did. Yeah, absolutely. In any crisis, in any, you know, downturn, there's great opportunity. So, you know, don't miss out waiting on the sidelines and not propelling yourself forward, whether that's with like learning, with education, with taking action. And, you know, everyone's going to be at different levels, of course, but, you know, you want to look back at it and say, I spent some time you know, pushing myself and, and accomplishing some of the goals that I've had. So that's super important. And guys, we can definitely continue this conversation at therightclub.com online. We also have a Facebook group and there's lots of investors out there having, you know, great discussions, talking about just all of the trends that we're seeing off market opportunities. I've also seen some on our Facebook group. So check that out. Um, Facebook, it's the right club and also the rightclub.com online register create your account that is completely free and uh, reach out to Laurel and I on the right club.com. That's right. We'd love to see you. So what do we say, Sarah, about, you know, the people who are part of our right club community? We say, come grow with us guys, right club nation until next week. See you later. 
Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.